An organization can be portrayed as a religion in that there are a set of shared convictions, traditions, and values that individuals share and groups of an organization that shows how things are and why things appear in a particular way, Banks, 2013. The thought is that organizations and institutions are alike because they have the same characteristics to meet their purpose. Organizational culture includes activities, ways of considering, practices, stories, and artifacts that make them specific. Here are different religions' views regarding religion, practical, explanatory, essential, and postmodernist opinions. Humans tend to occupy other points of view and live from several horizons, Molina, 2001. The church's purpose has always been for worship, fellowship, discipleship, ministry, and mission, as associated with spiritual life, Bryson et al., 2020, Warren 1995. Unfortunately, our current times are characterized by a strange paradox. The secularized world we live in no longer embraces Christianity as such, nor its concrete praxis in churches, Lemmyline, 2018. p. 287. The first century church became vital and grew daily, with many being saved to join the fellowship of the brethren according to Acts 2.36-47. What made the first century church vital in their community that converted many sinners to Christ? What insights does a socio-rhetorical analysis of Acts 2.36-47 bring to the 21st century church? Through socio-rhetorical research of James 1.1-12, this paper shares a biblical perspective on wisdom and its application for leaders using social and cultural texture analysis. The purpose of this paper is to present insights from the first century church through a social and cultural analysis of Acts 2.36-47 and use organizational descriptors from Hatch, 2018, to study the corporate culture, organizational social structure, and organization environmental relations of the first century church. The final step of this paper is to use one of Morgan's, 2006, organizational metaphors to describe the first century church. Social and Cultural Exegesis Social and cultural analysis has an integral role in interpreting a text to understand the cultural and social components of the writer and his targeted audience. The application of social and cultural socio-rhetorical analysis of Acts 2.36-47 informs about the first century church's approach to experience growth by converting unbelievers to Christ. Leading others in the community to accept Jesus Christ by repenting from their sins to be baptized and receive the Holy Spirit is the church's primary goal. Christian leaders will learn the organizational culture, social structure, and environmental relations of the first century church that made them successful in soul winning and a vital church that grew by people joining daily. Specific social topics. Specific social topics contain particular ways to talk about the world, Robbins, 1996. According to Robbins, 1996, any religious text may have interest and concern about the world, but each text will significantly differ from the other. Acts 2.36-47 presents the first century church as a conservationist, Robbins, 1996, p. 72. The controversialist response, according to Robbins, is a view that because people are corrupt, the world is evil, and the view that if people change, the world can change. Conversionists also believe that salvation does not come through objective thinking but the transformation of people. Thus, when people become subjective in their thinking, the world will change, Robbins, 1996. The corporate environmental relations in Acts 2.36-47 fall within the description of stakeholder models, Hatch, 2018. According to Hatch, an organization's environment is made up of external realities that affect the focal organization's internal operations, P.66. A focal organization stands for the organization on which your analysis is focused, Robbins, 1996, P. 68. 
The apostles preached to people outside the church who were not yet saved and admonished them to repent from their sins, Acts 2 36-39. The apostles believed that the people in the environment we are living contrary to the principles of Christ. As explained by Hatch, stakeholder modes pertain to the exchange of resources across the boundaries of an organization. Thus, interactions with other entities that interact with the organization under study. The first century church brought many unbelievers to conversion through the apostles' teachings and the performing of signs and wonders, Acts 2.43. Common social and cultural topics. Robbins, 1996, explained that a shared social and cultural topic is the overall environment for the specific social issues in a text. It implies that everyone living in an area becomes aware of everyday social and cultural issues, either consciously or instinctively, p. 75. Challenge response, repost, a concept of Robbins, described a push and shove game of message transfers from a sender to a receiver. The challenger stands for the source, and the word or action stands for the news. The challenge is a claim to enter the social space of another. This claim may be positive or negative, p. 80. Hatch, 2018, gave a thorough description of organizational culture by defining culture and the subcultures found in organizations. Hatch also employed culture theories from literature to support her points. According to Hatch, the root word for culture is the cultivation of crops, which anthropologists later extended to the cultivation of humans, p. 192. The culture was first defined in the late 1800s by E.V. Tyler that human culture relates to sharing knowledge, beliefs, customs, morals, art, law, and other habits accepted in society by its members, Hatch, 2018. The early church culture was revealed in how they subscribed to shared morals, beliefs, knowledge, and other accepted habits. According to the New King James Version of Acts 2.36-47, the first-century church subscribed to the Apostles' Doctrine, fellowship with one another, and prayed together, v. 42. Hatch emphasized thought-sharing leads to consensus or agreement among the members of a culture, p. 193. Sharing, according to Hatch, also indicates that the members differ from one another. Agree to matters while maintaining differences means members do not allow their differences to distract their identity. Culture is a system of publicly and collectively accepted meanings operating for a given group at a given time. This system of norms, forms, categories, and images interprets a people's situation of themselves, Hatch, 2018, p. 194, Pettigrew, 1979. In Acts 2, people heard the apostles' teachings, v. 36, and asked what they needed to do to become one of them, v. 37, then Peter showed them the process of repentance, baptism, the forgiveness of sins through Jesus Christ, and the gift of the Holy Spirit, v. 48. The instructions Peter gave to the non-believers were what the members of the church shared and accepted. In the first century, churches were also subcultures. Hatch expressed that American organizational ethnographers related subculture to a subset of an organization's members that identifies itself as a distinct group within the organization based on either similarities or familiarity, p. 195. Acts 2.36-47 identifies a subculture of the apostles of the first century church as a dominant subculture, Hatch, 2018. The apostles were top management of the first century church who directed and taught new converts, Acts 2.43. Hatch explained that top management typically becomes a dominant subculture, p. 195. Counterculture, Hatch, 2018, in the first century church were not yet baptized with water and Holy Spirit, a sign that they have entirely accepted to be part of the culture. Hatch stated that a counterculture challenges the dominant subculture's values, beliefs, norms, and expectations. Final Cultural Categories 
Robbins, 1996, explained that final cultural topics separate people in terms of the dominant culture, subculture, counterculture, and liminal culture, p. 86. According to Hatch, 2018, the structure of an organization refers to a stable relationship between parts of the organization, p. 106. After people in a group understand what they can achieve with combined resources such as effort, power, knowledge, and identity, they become willing to work together, Hatch, 2018. The first century church understood that putting resources together will meet everyone's needs. As such, Acts 2 shows how members of the church had things in common and even sold personal belongings to solve others' problems, v. 45. Hatch also expressed that coordination of tasks among organizational members is a sign of efficiency. In the first century church, members broke bread from house to house and were together in the temple courts, Acts 246. Hatch mentioned two types of organizational structure, physical and social, p. 106, which were evident in the first century church. Physical form pertains to material elements such as buildings, geographical locations, and consideration of their symbolic meanings like style, heritage, and design, Hatch, 2018. Hatch's description for the organizational social structure was how people's roles and responsibilities connect them in groups or units, for example, departments and offices, p. 106. In the first century church, physical structures included the temple and houses of members where members of the church met for prayer and bread, it also had the physically involved people, Act 246. Social structures in the first century church included the office of the apostles, Acts 242 semicolon 43. Social structures arise in and can be altered by changing patterns of interaction among its members, while the meanings invested in it provide some with a sense of stability, even in the face of change, Hatch, 2018, p. 106. Social structures from Acts 2 also included saved ones, v. 47, baptized ones, v. 41, and those who believed, v. 44. Bureaucracy is also part of an organization's social structure. Hatch discussed three areas of bureaucracy A, division of labor, B, hierarchy of authority, and C, formal rules and procedures, P, 107-110. The main characteristics of bureaucracy include fixed labor division, defined hierarchy of offices, and general rules, governing performances, P, 107. The first century church had a division of labor, hierarchy of offices, and general rules according to Acts 2. In verse 42, the apostles were in charge of teaching their doctrines to all who believed. The church also continues to fellowship in their homes, preparing meals became a shared responsibility, v. 46. There was also a hierarchy of office in the first century church, where the apostles led the church, v. 42. Also, in the first century church were formal rules and procedures through which people joined the church. Act 2 reports that one needed first to hear and accept that Jesus was made Lord and Christ, v. 36-37, repent to be baptized by water to receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, v. 38-41, and then continue to in the doctrine and fellowship with the brethren, v. 42. The formal rules remain constant for all who believe daily to be added to their numbers, v. 47. The first century church is a learning organization. Out of the eight organizational metaphors by Morgan, 2006, the first century church fits the description of a learning organization. Learning organizations function like brains. Thus, they can create innovative ways to meet environmental uncertainties. The first century church adjusted to meet ecological needs through a fellowship from house to house and meeting in the temple for prayer. The shared community indicates innovative ways to attract non-believers to the faith by adjusting their comfort for others. 
Morgan emphasized that the brain is a processing system that depends on refinement, not a cause and effect like machines, p. 72. The metaphor also invites us to rethink key management principles in a way that lays the foundation for a completely new theory of management. Morgan, 2006. p. 113. In the first century church, both the apostles and the members were willing to share by selling personal belongings for the needs of others. To transition a better understanding of behaviors, Argerus, 1997, encouraged asking questions and observing the environment. The process of repentance, baptism, and fellowship with the brethren constituted a learning process in the first century church. According to Burke, 2018, organizational members deal with change conceptually by achieving closure and participation. Frequently, giving people a way of thinking about what they are experiencing can be useful. P. 113. Conclusion in conclusion, the first century church became vital in society with the evidence of growth and miraculous signs that attracted unbelievers to the fellowship of the believers after they repented and were baptized. The study serves as a guide for Christian leaders, especially those in charge of congregations stagnant with growth. The study also serves as a lens for the 21st century church when dealing with issues of culture, structure, and environmental relations. When dealing with controversial topics like whether congregational gatherings are still necessary, Christian leaders can use this study as teaching material to explain the practices of the first century church that are still applicable today. While this study covered Acts 2.36-47, future studies should focus on the trend of the first century church from other verses of Acts. References Argerus, Chris. 1997. Initiating Change That Perseveres. Initiating Change, Theory and Practice. American Behavioral Scientist 40, Number 3. Banks, T. 2013. The Role of the Ecclesial Leaders in Shaping the Future Church. Journal of Biblical Perspectives in Leadership, 5182-93. Burke, W. W. 2018. Organization Change, Theory and Practice. Sage Publications. De Silva, D. A. 2004. An Introduction to the New Testament, Contexts, Methods and Ministry Formation. Leicester, England, Downers Grove, Hill, InterVarsity Press. Hatch, M. J. 2018. Organization Theory, Modern, Symbolic, and Postmodern Perspectives, 4th ed. Oxford University Press. Lemmyline, B. 2018. Mindful Happiness Nowadays, A New Perspective from Ancient Biblical Wisdom. Acta Theologica, 38, 286-304. Molina, B. J. 2001. The New Testament World, Insights from Cultural Anthropology, 3rd, Revis and Expand Ed. John Knox Press. Morgan, G. 2006. Images of Organization. Sage Publications. Robbins, V. K. 1996. Exploring the Texture of Texts, A Guide to Socio-Rhetorical Interpretation. Trinity Press International 348 to 363. Sanders, T. I. 1998. Strategic Thinking in the New Science: Planning in the Midst of Chaos, Complexity, and Change. The Free Press.